We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode number 191, and we are in the garage again, cracking open some beers, all from the same brewery, to talk about college football, to talk about the absolute atrocity that is the playoff committee, to talk about the transfer portal, to talk about the Cleveland Guardians getting the number one draft pick in the MLB draft, and to talk about, of course, the Cleveland Browns, all that and so much more. So come on up the driveway, unfold your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. What is going on? It is Tuesday night. It is 9 p.m. It is the OBR streaming network, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for episode number 191 of the Garage Beers podcast. Welcome on into the garage. We got the beers, we got the guys, we got the sports and everything. It's going to be a great episode here on 191 as we barrel towards episode number 200 in just nine short weeks. Uh, it We've got a lot of exciting stuff that we are getting planned for that. So welcome in. We are, hope you're enjoying everything. Hope you're, we're glad you're joining us here on the OBR streaming network. Make sure you go follow the OBR uh, at theobr.com and make sure you are subscribed and you hit like and you do everything on the streaming network on Twitch and YouTube. If you are joining us on Twitch and YouTube tonight, make sure you jump into the comments uh, and you can be a part of the show. If you're joining us over on the live stream on our Twitter page, welcome. We're glad to have you. But if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be a part of the conversation, jump over to Twitch, jump over to YouTube and catch us there. Go follow the show at The Garage Beers on all the socials. Uh, and you can be a part of the family. You can see what we got going on. You can interact with us there at the Garage Beers. With you as always, I'm your host, Michael Key. Find me online at Garage Beers. Mike, and joining me in the garage tonight are the dudes first over on the east side of Cleveland. Find them online at Garage Beers. Chad, it's Chad Meyer. What's up, Chad? Oh, is it a podcast tonight? I forgot. Don't, did you forget? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, oh, welcome I, in. Welcome in. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hi. Hey, guys. How are you? Glad to have you. We're happy. I'm happy you're here. Yeah, you know, good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Jackets on the TV playing one of their best games of the season, having a, a nice bounce back from the loss before. And uh, uh, there we go. Starting it off. Right? Belch. Oof, oof. And uh, yeah, let's 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 do a podcast. I will say uh, this sneaks up on us sometimes. There are 
There, I know. I, I don't know what happened. Look, Surge in the comments says, that wasn't a very girthy pop, Mike. I know. I don't know what happened to my microphone. But my microphone used to pick up the pop, and now it doesn't. It just, it like mutes the pop. Yeah. Look at that was gorgeous, Joe. That was nice. You gotta be intentional with it. I don't know what? if that was girthy, but it was an intense pop for sure. Well, you ever I, opened no. a beer before? Shut up. I remember my first beer. Do you? I do. I don't. I, I don't think you do. I don't think. No, you I do. I do. Six years old. Uncle Greg gave me a sip of his old Milwaukee. <laughs> oh boy! It's always Uncle Greg. Sons of bitches. Uh, it's always Uncle Greg. It is. <laughs> oh, it, Sean, you son of a bitch. It's interesting that there are these weeks where it's like, oh, we're podcasting tonight. Like, oh, like, I got to get ready for this. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not every week, but sometimes it creeps up on you, man. Sometimes it creeps yeah. up on you. Yeah. Now that I have to get up earlier than normal uh, on the weekdays with this new job, man, I, I'm, uh, I, 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 I dread it, but then the night it comes, but then the night it comes, I get pumped. So here we are. You're getting into a situation with your work hours, Chad, that this is just going to start being like lunch time for you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> this is, I'm going to be doing this from the office with Grumpy Cat above my head. Hey, it's all right. As long as you're, as long as you're here, you can bring Grumpy Cat. Are you uh, just, so, a, just a raw tortilla? No, no, it's a quesadilla. <laughs> oh. it's a, I didn't have dinner tonight, so uh, I'm going to be eating <laughs> on the pod. Just out of the bag. Just out of the bag. I, out I, of the fridge. I saw one slip in the screen. I was like, all right. Interesting yeah. choice, but I respect it. Just Ooh, slipping raw tortilla good. into his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, seductively into the mic. Yeah. God, no. <laughs> little uh, ASMR stuff. Uh-huh. How about like one of our previous guests, he who shall not be named, uh, that uh, ate a salad the whole way through his interview? <laughs> oh, yeah. The worst interview ever. Oh, yeah, let's, well, a, let's move on from that. Let's move on from that. No. Uh, you've heard his voice. You've heard his voice a couple times now. You have heard his voice a couple times now. Also joining us down in Nashville, Tennessee. Find him online at Garage Beers. Joe, it's Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? Spent the past 20 minutes trying to move a mattress from our ground floor to our top floor. We're in a townhome, so we have two stories. That's really, that's stupid. Why? We ordered a mattress yeah. for Black Friday, and, like, that was our, like, splurge or whatever, and we had, you know, like, the supposed to have this white glove delivery service. They go take it up. They bring the old mattress down. And uh, they arrive about four hours early on Monday, and uh, it's just one dude. And it's, like, a 200. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's the heaviest thing I've ever picked up in my life. So we ordered those like mover straps from Amazon and me and my wife are downstairs trying to like see if we can like get this thing up. It's in like this old like tube shape trying to lift this thing up the stairs and it wasn't happening. I'm exhausted. My back's sore. Uh, and we have to wait like another week before those guys can come out. Plus we can't get out our front door or into our garage door. They had like can only like partially open right now. Mm. Uh, so I was just like, Damn. So white gloves, huh? They delivered the mattress with white gloves for you guys to use to lift up your mattress up the steps. That's yeah, they enable you. Yeah, they just watch you. Actually, it's just kind of an audience <laughs> yeah. comes out. And, here you go. Good hey, luck. we're here. You're gonna want to come get this out of the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit out of here. All right. Well, uh, Joe is sweating and uh, tired. Slightly and out of Chad. Breath. Chad's got to be at work in about an hour and a half. Yeah, and yeah. That's right when the podcast ends. So Make this is gonna one. be. 
Perfect. This is going to be a good time. Get a quick one. You're such a dick. Uh, no, we've got, you know, what has been fun about prepping for this podcast is we had a little breaking news tonight, and that's what we're going to start with uh, when we actually get into talking sports. Uh, we've got a lot going on in the world of football, both college and NFL, so we're going to get into all of that. Uh, there's just a lot going on right now uh, for us to talk about. And, you know, we we trudge through the slower times of the year, and now it just feels like everything's going on all at once. So there's a lot for us to get to. We'll get to some quick hitters. We'll get around the entire country in the world of sports. Uh, but we're not going to do any of it before we get things kicked off right with our garage beers of the week. So, uh, Joe, you deserve a beer. You need Damn a beer straight. for picking a mattress up and carrying it up some stairs. So why don't you lead us off, man? What are you drinking tonight? Barely Christmas sale. I haven't tried it yet, but all right. <laughs> it was just total suspense. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I think they've had better years, but this is really good. Uh, I think it's great. I okay. All right, I, I want to have this talk. We're they gonna talk beer. Hitters, for, I, if we're gonna talk beer for a minute, I want to talk beer for a minute. I am so. I get so annoyed by the people that talk year in and year out about how good Christmas ale either is or isn't that year. It's the goddamn same. And if it's not the same, it's just about the same every single year. Absolutely not. Yes, it is. Well, dogs this year is not the same. It's about the same every year. There's this, it like, this was like a phenomenon that started maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago before that you never heard this. Before that, you never heard people like, oh, this batch of Christmas ale is lovely, or this batch is subpar. All of a sudden, I feel like some idiot six or seven years ago got on some random YouTube channel or something and was like, ooh, I don't know if I like this batch so much. And then everybody was like, ooh, how's how's this? How's the batch this year? How's oh, the Christ. batch? What are we talking? The batch is you the same as it was get, last year. No, you get good and bad years. Here's a new, so, t- yeah. Oh, God. That just adds to like the hipster Tremani independent art studio, like beer tasting. Like, mm, whoa, this one is a little less cinnamony, but I think they use. Yes, they're uh, doing a beer podcast. You're in that crew. It's a, I, are we okay? Are we a beer pod? Are we just enjoy drinking? <laughs> right, we just like not, to drink. Yeah, we're All not right. like we're not like oh oh the aromatic hops of this I, beer is just wait, amazing. Wait. I am more like that than anybody. Oh, I am more. I'm more like I'm more of a beer snob than anybody. You're a functioning alcoholic. Hell yes, I am. <laughs> but but the, this 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 need, it's like a status thing. It's like a need to have a, a say on whether the batch of Christmas ale was good or not this oh, year. Yeah, no chance. Hey, you hey. know what the batch tastes like this year? The 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 same shit I just drank from last year in my fridge. It's the same damn thing. What? Oh. Uh, question. Does it get me drunk? All right. Yeah, then it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. You only get oh, point made so far. Oh, really? It's the only good point made so far. <laughs> Ever in 192 episodes. Tell, tell me that. Tell me the vast difference from last year's batch of the barrel aged Christmas ale, Joe, to this year's batch of the barrel aged Christmas ale. Tell me the vast difference that you've noticed in your tastings of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 
They used Maker's <laughs> Mark instead of Jefferson's, clearly. Joe muted himself. Joe was making oh, such a bad I, You know, I told you earlier, it just was on mute or something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, drink your beer and be happy about it. Christmas sale like is always beer. good. Go beer. When did we do, Joe, when did we do, I think it was at your house, Thanksgiving last year. We should do something like that again soon. Oh, that we was We did fun. the Christmas ale tasting. That was great. Yeah, my mom put that together. She she put together like like four or five different beers, Christmas ale beers, and you got the names, but you had to guess which one was which. Do you remember what and the winner was? was? Uh, the it was a Holly Jolly. Mm-mm. It was Tracksuit Santa from Columbus. Tracksuit Santa, yes. Oh Great man, beer. yeah, yeah. It was the best out of that. Bunch. And, and Joe, this year's batch. Uh. Oh, I bet it's phenomenal. Chef's Even kiss. better than last year's. Oh Jesus! It, yeah, yeah, it tastes uh, the same. Uh, all right, so Joe's got a barrel aged Christmas ale. Good batch, good vintage good batch, this year. Good, good vintage yeah. on the barrel aged Christmas ale. <laughs> Chad, what are you drinking? Jesus Christ! Uh, great Lakes Brew. <laughs> Was that the first one? <laughs> I, I, I got a Great Lakes beer myself. Uh, this is the Cookie Exchange Milk Stout. Oh, and it wow. is uh, it is it is it is really really good, guys. It's uh, treat yourself to our seasonal milk stout brewed with a special rotating cookie inspired flavor. God, I hope it's a better cookie than it was last year. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last year was sugar cookie. This year is a bit more Oreo. Yeah, so it's definitely better this year. <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, so it's good then? Yeah, it's or? good. It's really good. Right. I, I recommend yeah, it for I recommend it for anybody. If you're a stout fan, yeah, I recommend it. It's nice, smooth, not bitter at all like like some stouts are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real good. Boys, we've done something. Again, I, I think, I, I mean, planning for this show was tough anyways. We've done something that we've never done before on this podcast. Because Oh, the trifecta. Also hailing from Great Lakes Brewing. All, all three right. of us nabbed a Great Lakes beer. Whoa! All, all three wow. of us nabbed a different Great Lakes beer. Whoa! Uh, and so Great Lakes, call us if you'd like to uh, pay us some royalties for this. Uh, we are happy to take your call. Yeah. Uh, boys, it's going to be a night. It's going to be a night. Oh it's going to be a night. Oh it's going to be a night. Because for my beer, let me just give you a, let me give you a preview of how it looks first. Okay. Look at that bad boy. Yeah. Look at that. Okay. that is pitch black. Nighttime. That is, that is nighttime. What, Gerald? What's the I've name never seen the logo that clearly on, on the show. Every time you hold that up, that's the clearest I've seen the logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. That yeah, is look at that. crystal clear. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Can't see it. Uh, right. Boys, boys, let me present to you at 12.5%. At 12.5%, let me present to you barrel-aged. Of course. Blackout stout. Ah, there you go. Oh. All right. Look for at you. that bad boy. Look at that bad boy. That Look at that bad boy. The infamous, it commemorates the infamous 2003 blackout. Why are we commemorating that? Uh, okay. Oh, the anniversary of when uh, the entire state got the shit scared out of them. <laughs> the anniversary of when all our food went bad in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheers to the, oh, this beer is so good, and whoa. Wow. Yeah. All right. There's a lot, there's a lot. That thing. That's 12 and a half. Oh. 
There's a lot to oh, unpack. For fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Jackets yeah, might the, give up another natural hat trick in the third period tonight. <laughs> yeah, the Blue Jackets uh, were up 3 nothing going into the third, and now it's 3-2. to two Yeah. 15, about 15 minutes left, so yeah, Phillip, not great. Phillip, Phillip plenty of time. Plenty of Phillip time. Phillip is going to pull another Brad Marchand. That's cool. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Uh, Blackout Stout's great. So, hey, three great Lakes beers for us for Garage Beers of the Week this week. Who would have seen that coming? Uh, those are our Garage Beers. Hey, if you're in the comments tonight, what are you drinking? Tell us. Are you drinking beer? Are you drinking wine? Are you drinking whiskey? Are you drinking something else? Tell us in the comments. We'll flash it up on the screen. Uh, but now it's time for us to get into episode 191 of the Garage Beers podcast. And, uh, boys, we're at a fun time of the year. Like I said, we're going to get into the college football playoffs. There's so much to talk about with that. We're going to get into the transfer portal because we got guys. I feel like everybody just hit free agency in college football. I want to hear your guys' opinion on that. Uh, obviously, Ohio State's going to be with a new quarterback next year, so we got to talk about that. We got the Browns. They lost to the Rams. Joe Flacco looked all right, though. They got the Jaguars coming into town. Lots of storylines with that game. We're going to get to that. But, boys, we're going to talk about something. Joe, don't go oh. far, man, because this no, is yeah, your he topic. Doesn't, you don't, don't want to do the pod. part. Don't you? We got this. Is this? You just is your set topic, me off. Though. I was just. I was done. Just For the first time, here's the uh, semi-breaking news that happened tonight. We're going to start with baseball. For the first time in the history of the franchise, the Cleveland Guardians are going to have the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft. They won the draft lottery. It's only the second time they've done a draft lottery in baseball. The Guardians, with only a 2% chance to win the draft lottery, win the draft lottery, and they're drafting number one overall, uh, and they're going to have their choice of whatever player's coming out. that's ex- I, for a franchise that has to operate like the Cleveland Guardians have to operate. And we're going to get into that again because more shit has come out about that. But um, this, uh, it's, I, boys, I feel like it's a big deal. Like it's weird. It's weird because it's not like football where the number one pick is going to come out and make, it, make an impact right off the bat. It's not like basketball where the number one pick is going to come out and make an impact right off the bat. Uh, that isn't going to happen. You're probably not going to see this guy for a few years. But uh, I don't you know. might see him in a couple years. They're right. Uh, right. Not a very little faster than other draft picks. But they're going to get their choice of their pick, boys. I don't know. Are we excited? Are we celebrating this tonight? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's three. You to know, three. You, you know, I was really excited uh, until I looked up. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Who's the like can't miss guy? Who's the can't miss guy? And then uh, it, there, there's no consensus now, now, now. And now all I read is there's no consensus of a number one pick this year. But uh, the two guys that the two guys, the two guys that are uh, considered the top pick in this year, a first baseman and, right, a, fucking, and a fucking shortstop, <laughs> like the, the, the things we have a surplus of. So that's well, sweet. At least we got that well, going for us. Remember in the draft, remember when you draft players, you're not drafting. That's the biggest misconception that happens in the draft. If you draft a pitcher, he's going to be a pitcher. But otherwise, the position they play in high school and college doesn't really matter at all in the draft. Uh, you'll see, you'll see, like the Guardians, they'll draft catchers and throw them out into the outfield. You'll draft infielders that'll wind up being outfielders. You'll draft first basemen that wind, you know, like they. Does I that don't work think, out a lot, though. Does that work yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. I don't think defensive position, like a lot of the best outfielders that play in baseball that were drafted from their teams were shortstops. A lot of them because where do the best players in high school play uh, on the field? 
The best player is always the shortstop. Always. Always. No. So don't pay I, my advice to anybody out there. Pay no attention to the position at which somebody is drafted. If they draft a shortstop, that could be the starting left fielder in three years. Like you have no idea what that's going to wind up being. Well, then that would be an extra couple. That would be an extra couple of years then until we see them. So, oh, well, but no, it is. It is exciting. Why? Why wouldn't it be exciting? Because we're going to get a really, really good player one way or the other. It's got to be a bad like. I, can we please just have a generational talent come up and hit for us? We got yeah. Jose. Got Jose. Not a knock on Jose. But like, who's next? Like, yeah. who's after him? Some some, some fella named J.J. Weatherholt from West Virginia hit 450 last year. And, and people Great. seem to think he's, he's, he's the bee's knees. So here we hey, are. Choose to the MLB for your, you know, giving some breaking news on a Tuesday for once. I feel hey, like we always that, get huh? breaking breaking sports news on on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and uh, it's always stale. <laughs> we can yeah. do it. Hey, look at us, huh? Look at yeah. us. Look at us. Um, yeah, it's, no, I think it's, it's, it's very cool. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think like you said, you can't put a ton of stock into it right away. It's going to take probably at least a year to develop this person and get them up through the the system, but uh, you know, it's also tough because I feel like the baseball draft is the most unreliable and unpredictable drafts. So you have no idea if the first pick is going to be good, if the 157th pick is going to be good. Like it is a true lottery once you get to the draft. Yeah, it, it's I like when I first read it, I was like, sweet. And I did the same thing you did, Chad. And I I immediately start looking. And and again, part of it is because you don't watch, you know, like college baseball, you might watch a college world series time, but it's not like people are sitting around watching college baseball, the right. way you watch college football, the way you watch, uh, <laughs> the way you watch college basketball, you don't watch college baseball like that. So you don't really, and, and, and again, the guys coming out of high school, you have no idea. Uh, but again, Chad, I did the same thing you did. I was like, please God, tell me this is a year where it's going to be like, Gunnar Henderson from the from the Orioles or yeah it's going to be one of these big name generational guys that's just the easiest pick and you know as we saw in hockey this year tank for Bedard is there a tank for guy no right. I read all the <laughs> articles too and they were like yeah. they're like well the difficult thing this year is there's just not a consensus number one pick and I'm like <laughs> yeah, and I just found it no. I found it funny that the year we and, did it that's what happens <laughs> well and it feels like it feels like it's what they say in football. If you've got multiple good quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's what yeah. I said about the Buckeyes at the beginning of this year. If you got if you got several good quarterbacks, you don't have one good quarterback. Yeah. If there are several number one draft picks, there isn't one number one draft pick. So, yeah, the Guardians have their work cut out for them. You talked about it, Chad. This is JJ Weatherholt. Uh, Weatherholt is a is a top level uh, uh, yeah. middle infielder right now for West Virginia. He hit four fifty. He has a combination of power and speed. Um, if he could turn out to be like, this is a guy that if you take him number one overall, you're looking for him to become a player like a Trey Turner, right? Yeah, like right. A, a power hitting, but also a crazy speed, really good fielder right. type player. That's that's the upside to this guy is like a Trey Turner st style of play, yeah. which would be amazing. Right. And then the second guy that you were talking about is Nick Kurtz. Nick Kurtz. Uh, that's, yep. that's this big boy right here. Wake Forest, Demon Deacon, 
first baseman, big time pop, big time power. Um, but not from what I read about him, at least it's not like generational power. It's yeah. more like a good bat all the way around. So, and then the other oh. guy I read about is his name's Travis Bazana from Oregon state. I mean, the thing I love about this, I mean, Joe, you mentioned a bat. I was like the, the first three guys I hit. The first thing that was said about him was unbelievable hitter can really hit They're a really good hitter. Very awesome hitter. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, done deal. I'll take it. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Uh, we'll go through the draft. We'll see what the guardians decide to do, but they're going to have their choice of player. And then you go into a, you know, when you operate like the Guardians operate, and again, all the reports have come out, it's winter meetings time. When you operate like the Guardians operate, everybody's telling us, don't don't expect the Guardians to be out there making a bunch of signings. Don't expect the Guardians to bring in a bunch of payroll. Because yeah. not only do the Guardians not do that in the first place, but there's a ton of uncertainty with their TV deal right now with Valley Sports, and they might get dropped, and then they might not make as much money on the TV. And that's all money that they are planning on to spend for their organization. Uh, don't expect a lot. So, <laughs> you know, what we the, are going to hear though, you know, what we are going to hear what uh, the guardians did check in on Cody Bellinger. The guardians did check in on the guardians were interested in the yeah. guardians are very interested in. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it puts them in it. When you have a number one pick, and you're the Cleveland Guardians, it puts you in a position, it, it forces the hand a little bit, or, or at least you would hope it does. Yeah. Because you got to get this guy ready. But once this kid, once you get him ready, once he breaks his way through to the major leagues, it's go time. You've got right. to figure out a way to win with this guy on the roster. Because if you just drafted a superstar and you're the Cleveland Guardians, Get ready for the next enjoy him speech from the Dolans. I know that's a bummer. We should be celebrating. We should be celebrating. We should be excited, but that's the inevitable. Get ready for the next enjoy. Oh, enjoy him because you're going to have him for this many years. And then he's going to go sign a $500 million contract somewhere. And it ain't going to be here. I, so, mean, maybe, I mean, maybe not, maybe not. Cause doesn't blitzer take over in another, what? Three years. Oh, maybe. Four years? Yeah. The, the like as a majority is, owner. Yeah. Yeah. So the intention is that, I don't know. I don't want to be a bummer on it. Yeah. I'm just, I, it's not that I'm trying to be a bummer even. It's just that I'm, I'm saying it, it kind of forces their hand. Like you, okay. Like if you're going to have this superstar type player, you got to get moving. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so hopefully they do. Uh, yeah. And hopefully they pick the right <laughs> yeah. guy again. I it's, yeah. it's, you'd love to expand upon it more. I don't have a clue about any of these guys other than what I've read. Well, I guess uh, we but, should watch college baseball this summer, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is, is it, uh, June somewhere around there. I would know it's mid season. Yeah. It's mid season. Yeah. It's early, early to mid season. So is that because yeah. they wait for the college to kind of wrap up or get close yeah. to wrapping up? Okay. Yeah, so I'll be watching a, a lot of wake forest baseball. I'll be real yeah. into wake Here forest. We baseball. Go. Wake, <laughs> wake forest in Oregon state. Let's go. I'm all over West Virginia baseball. I'm making Cut, several, go. several pilgrimages. Country roads. Take me home. There we go. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, Hey, listen, we're on baseball for a minute. So let's just, we haven't talked baseball since we had Tom Hamilton on to kind of wrap up the guardian season. There hasn't been much to talk about. There really isn't a lot to talk about with the Cleveland guardians, because again, if you're expecting them to do a lot in these winter meetings, they're not going to, everybody's reporting that. And frankly, I want to like not believe the reports, but there's no reason for that. But man, what a, 
what an off season this is going to be. Uh, and it all centers around Shohei Otani boys. Uh, yeah. The Otani rumors are flying like crazy. Apparently he met with the blue Jays people uh, and the blue Jays are real contenders for Otani. Obviously the Dodgers, the angels are big time contenders for Otani. Uh, but Shohei Otani is going to be on the move somewhere. Uh, it's, it's big time. That's a big time to see a guy like that on the move, especially yeah. coming out of an organization that, you know, you've had Mike Trout and you've kept him like yeah. hasn't yeah. been a problem. Gee, uh, I wonder where he's going to end up. Probably not the Dodgers or the, or the, or the Yankees or the Mets. Mike Probably Trout? not at all. Or the Cubs. I wonder where Shohei's going to go guys. Do you know? Well, the Cubs, the Cubs got, uh, the Cubs are, up, uh, uh, have at least it's reported that they're out of the running for Shohei. Yeah. Uh, and but the, you get the my team, point. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I'm kind I, of I'm kind of rooting for it to be the Blue Jays just because it's not the Yankees and it's not the Red Sox and it's not the Mets and it's not the Dodgers. Like like but, Je- like like Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal have got to have like when it comes to the off season, it's just so goddamn easy. Like any any high profile free agent that comes out, you're just like, oh well, <laughs> oh he's ch- the Dodgers have checked in on him, the yeah. the Padres have checked in on him. Like it's 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 yeah. so predictable, man. It's it's the MLB off season is not exciting at all. It's wild too because nothing will happen until he signs his deal. Yeah. There's going to be no major trades, no major signings until that is figured out because that'll start everything. Once pe- once that happens, everyone that was a contention that did not get Shohei will be lightning quick to start signing and making trades. Well, there have been a couple de- – like right as we went on the air, a trade got announced between, get this shit, the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Red Sox traded Alex Verdugo to the Yankees. Uh, so that is really wow. interesting that those two teams made that deal. Uh, I thought a real interesting deal. The Seattle Mariners traded their guy that was supposed to be their franchise player, Jared Kellenick, to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, what? Again, that that's the nightmare scenario for the Guardians, right? Like this guy's this guy got brought up. This is supposed to be your cornerstone franchise, everything about your organization, and you trade him when he's young. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you're going to get Julio money now might be good. Like they must've yeah. got a terrific haul. Uh, I mean, that's the only way that's the only way you trade a franchise player like that. Right. Hey, listen, like, were they, were they, did they just see the writing on the wall and they just weren't going to be able to sign him or, or what? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, someone, weird. someone, I mean, uh, Joe, you're on, you're on, you know, you're, you're up on Seattle Mariners baseball. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's a huge that's a huge piece to move. I don't get that. That like, unless it's like he wanted more money and and or wanted an extension and they couldn't provide it because they're paying a lot of money to Julio Rodriguez. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's know. that's a head scratcher. I don't know. You're and and you trade him for two right-handed pitchers. Yeah, it was uh, Zook just said it. It was a cap dump. They they acquired. Jared Kellenick, along with uh, Marco Gonzalez and Evan White, who had pretty decent salaries, uh, it's a cap dump for the Mariners. Like they they got two, yeah. they got a right-handed pitcher that's bounced around a little bit, and and another one from the Braves, and like I, they they didn't get anything major in this deal. Maybe they're in the Shohei sweepstakes. Mm. Oh boy! Oh boy! 
Mm. They're in the Cody Bellinger sweepstakes. I saw that. <laughs> I would love to see. I would love to see one of these mid-market teams just balls to the wall, go sign Shohei Otani. You'd make more money. You would make more money the first day after you signed Shohei Otani than you made like all of last season. I don't For understand. Sure. I don't understand why these people are so business stupid. I read yeah. there was a great article about Shohei Otani. Wherever he signs, they are gonna re, they are gonna notice such a bump in revenue, such a an increase in money in just because of who that guy is and because of his international presence. It's sure. what happened with Seattle. Remember what, Seattle and Ichiro? You yeah. could have paid him whatever he wanted back then, and you were still making money on that dude. Sure. Whoever signed Shohei is going to do that. And you've got, like, I don't know, Pittsburgh should go do it. And yeah, just be well, like, the Guardian's a good reason to do it, too. But they wouldn't. Uh, no, because they're dumb. Yeah. They, don't see, they don't see the forest through the trees. We can't spend this money up front. Right to make money on the back end. Well, also, also, if you're if you're getting a new majority owner in three to four years, you're not making any big moves like that now. Oh yeah, no, yeah, can't do that. That kind of that kind of handcuffs us for the next couple of years. Well, but he's part of the organization now, so like, it's not like he's brand new. He's part of the organization. Like, have the yeah. It depends I, how again, they have that ironed out. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to be stupid. I'm not sitting here saying the Guardians should. I, I know what. The, I know they're not going to do anything like that. I, this is less about the Guardians and more about just, like I said, one of these mid-market teams, Milwaukee, should just go sweep in and, and offer uh, Shohei Otani some massive deal. Minnesota should just go sweep in and offer him some massive deal. And I guarantee the money that you fork out will be three times given back to you in what Shohei Otani brings to you, not just performance-wise on the field, but the money that he brings in just from a a fan popularity perspective. Like I don't understand why teams don't get this. Yeah, for sure. And I know other teams are going to go make this move, but it's, you know, again, I hope it's I, maybe, I guess Toronto and that way, at least it's not the Dodgers and it's not the Yankees or the Mets like yeah. that, I guess would be kind of cool. 600 million loonies coming your way. Show. Yay. <laughs> All right. Eh? <laughs> this, this Shohei, Toronto, eh? it goes, it fits perfectly. Oh, show, Shohei, show, hey? that's your, show, hey? that's your marketing. Show, right hey, there. <laughs> that's your marketing show. A, eh? I don't know, but if I had a brewery in Toronto, that would be the first beer. <laughs> I would, I'd be copywriting that yeah. thing already. The show. Yeah. Hey, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So anyways, we got winter meetings going on. Uh, we'll see what else drops. Uh, I know Dylan Cease is a big name to watch. Uh, as far as movement goes, the Guardians got rid of Oscar Gonzalez. He is now a Yankee, which is, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. They were a below 500 baseball team last year, and I don't have any faith in that changing. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you? They got a lot of ground to make up. Yeah. Why would you? I'm, uh, a lot of ground and roster to make up. There's, there's, you know, rumors that Bieber's out of out of here too in the offseason. I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, why? Why? Why would you have any faith? If you can get some for him, trade him. Well, listen, and that's what uh, the one the one that the, the rumor they're talking about with the Guardians right now is Emmanuel Classe, and they're talking about him getting traded. And I love him. You guys know I love Emmanuel Classe. He's one of my favorite players on the team, but he's super affordable, and some team will fork out a ton of money for a couple years of a guy that's led the league in saves the last sure. two years. Yeah. Uh, if you could get a bat for Emmanuel Clase, if you could get uh, people were talking about the Orioles desperately needing a good closer. Uh, if the Orioles were desperate for a guy like Clase and they would throw together a package that included a guy like maybe Santander or something like that, 
sure. and yeah. some and some prospects. I'm in for yeah, that. You could package sure. in like Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send them on over. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you need to close that bad. Give them to me. Hey, if you, hey we can apply. Give them to me. And we also need 50 mil a year for Shohei. So we will trade you. We will trade you Clause for uh, Adley Rushman <laughs> and Gunnar Henderson and 50 million a year. Are you good? Deal? Shake on Fine. it. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk. Obviously, as the season comes along more, we'll talk more Guardians. But uh, again, uh, let's not bring the mood down too much. They yeah. do have the number one pick, and they are hopefully going to get. If not, uh, again, if there isn't that generational, incredible talent, hopefully they're going to get a franchise-type player that's just a really good all-star caliber player. Emmanuel Clause, and I think we still – we can say the contract. I think we still own the rights of Shelly Duncan. I think we can yeah. do that. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Matt Lawton? Because <laughs> yeah. we're still paying him. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the Guardians win the lottery. They will pick first in the draft in the summer next year, and we'll all – be very excited to not see that person play for the guardians for a while, but Hey, it's going to be exciting. Speaking of exciting guys, I'm really excited for this conversation. Let's scoot over to college football. All right. And again, we're going to get to the Browns a little bit later in the show, but let's scoot over to college football because there's so much to talk about. And I can't wait to get your guys take on this. (laughs) The college football final playoff rankings are out. And the four teams in the college football playoffs, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. And obviously the big news of this is that for the very first time in the playoff situation, a team that went 13 and 0, a team that won their conference is not going to get a chance uh, in a power five conference, not a, not a group of five, but a power five conference the ACC champion, Florida State Seminoles, undefeated, a top team all season long, big wins on the road for them this season, are not going to get a chance to play for a national title. They are left out at number five. Alabama takes the four spot. Uh, Boys, give me your thoughts on this. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna start to say something, Joe. You look like you 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 smacked your lips, and I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's absolute total bullshit. Absolute total bullshit. Listen, two things can be true at once, right? Is Alabama probably uh, one of the best four teams in the uh, in the country right now? Yes. Yes, right. Uh, I'm no, no. borderline on that. I'm no, borderline they're, they're, on that. They're playing the best. They're playing the best. Uh, they're, they're in the top four, playing the best out of the country, uh, out of anybody in the country right now. But Florida State is an undefeated conference champion, Power Five conference champion. That supposedly falls into your criteria. When has ever a Power Five con- undefeated Power Five conference champion ever been left out of the uh, out of the top four? Never. Not once. Ever. Not ever. Not ever. Not ever. But you mean to tell me that because that that Alabama, who barely beat Auburn, right? Alabama, who lost to Texas in Tuscaloosa by ten, deserves a shot over Florida State? No, no, yeah. And and this bullshit, this absolute bullshit. Oh, they lost their quarterback, and we think they we think we saved them. They they would have got blitzed anyway. Maybe. Maybe, but you know what? They still earned the right because they won all their games. You gave this, you gave this, you gave this 
false idea in their head that, oh, yeah, if you win, you're in. Nope. Nope. That's not it. And then this bullshit that the committee is going to this, this committee is such bullshit, right? Because yeah. anytime you have a controversy, especially if maybe the last team or two to get in, they, they spin it however they want to. And this year it was, no, our job is to vote, vote, vote in the best four teams in the nation right now. Not the most deserving bullshit. Okay. Then why do you have this arbitrary criteria that you supposedly go over? Cause you know what that is that right there, when you're telling me that Alabama does uh, is in over Florida state, you're basically back in the nineties right now. It's just a smaller committee voting who gets to play for the national championship. Cause that's it. That's basically it. Your criteria has been bullshit. It has been for years and it goes, and it just goes to show you right there by putting Alabama in over Florida state, Florida state deserved a shot at the national title. And it, it, they didn't lose it. It was taken away from them. And it is absolute, utter bullshit. I don't give a shit if they, if, they, if they lost their quarterback, right? I don't give a shit. Because if you mean to tell me, okay, so what? Uh, Washington, Texas, or Alabama loses their starting quarterback. Are you going to keep them out of the playoff? No. Why? Because they're in the Pac-12. All right, because, you know, Texas beat Alabama right? and Alabama beat Texas. If they lost their quarterback, there's no fucking way they would have kept them out of the power five or out of the top four. It's bullshit. This is all bullshit. And I'm so glad this is the last year we have to do this. I don't know if I think the bullshit is Texas or Alabama, but I do think there's bullshit here. Uh, because did Texas have maybe the best win of the group? Yeah, but they also had the worst loss of the group. Oklahoma's not that great. I mean, I know Oklahoma's number 12. Alabama lost to number three. And if we're going to weigh in, if we're going to get real, like, in-depth on how we weigh things in, a quarterback, what they did to Florida State, if we're going to do what we did to Florida State to all the other teams, Alabama's only loss was to that good Texas team when Alabama was trying to figure out their quarterback. Uh, their quarterback at the beginning of this year sucked ass. And then he got really good as the year went on. Alabama has gotten much better as the year went on. So I'm not real sure if I think the bullshit is Alabama or Texas. Now, I know the argument is Texas beat Alabama, but Texas had a worse loss than any of these guys. Texas had the worst loss of the group. And so, again, it would be a completely different Alabama team. That was not the same. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. But then, but then you look at, but then you look at Alabama who, and that, and that's where more debate comes in, right? Yes. Alabama beat Auburn, but they barely, they needed luck. They needed a prayer at the end to beat an Auburn team that got the shit kicked out of them by New Mexico state the the week prior. So it's like, are they really playing the best? Mm -mm. No, no, no. So I, I, but, but yes, they beat Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's probably what that, that's obviously what put them in order back to back national champs, yada, yada, yada. But it, it's, 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 <laughs> I guess my regardless point is, of I, what they did, I have Florida a problem with deserved to be in over Alabama. I have, and Texas, I have a, and Texas. Yes. I have a problem with both of those teams being in over Florida state. I have a problem. I don't care how you put it. And frankly, let's say Georgia would have won that sec title game. Florida state still should have been four. Yeah. Yes. I, I listen, yes. I understand that Florida state hasn't been good without their starting quarterback. They haven't been what they were without their starting quarterback, but you can't be like, I'm, I'm here in Ohio, man. You can't be an Ohio state fan and think what happened to Florida state's cool because you had to deal with it too. Your starting quarterback went down and yeah, 
did Cardale Jones come in and play a banger of a game against Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, he did. But this is the equivalent. You were undefeated that year. This is the equivalent of the year Ohio State won the national title. Yeah. Yes. This is the equivalent of the committee saying, nah, their starting quarterback went out. Sorry. They don't make it. Imagine yeah. that. They lost their starting quarterback that year and they won the national title. And Cardale Jones didn't turn out to be that great of a quarterback. He just went on a great run that season. Yeah. That's it. So, so what you've done, here's what I don't like. What you've done is you've taken away the chance for Florida state to have a quarterback go on the run. that Cardale Jones went on. Sure. You took the ability from Florida state to have that backup quarterback who didn't look very good against Louisville, but he still did enough to help them get a win in that game. You took away his chance to have a Cardale Jones moment. Well, you don't know that he wouldn't, he could have gone out against Michigan and thrown for 350 yards and three touchdowns. Well, and that was, well, Mike, and he wasn't, he wouldn't have even been playing because that's their third string quarterback. Their second string quarterback was out with a concussion. He would have been back. He would have been back by the time they would have played Michigan. So, but who knows what he would, he's not going to get a chance to see how they do it. He's not going to get a chance. It's, this, it's utter bullshit. This isn't a, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, this will be fixed next year. Nah, fuck that. We have to talk about this. This was a travesty. This is, it's absolutely is sec bias. I told, I said, it, I was telling everybody that would listen to me. They're not going to leave an sec team out of this. Yeah. They're not going to leave. Yeah, Serge says it in the comments. They're not going to leave an SEC team out of this. It, it, it wouldn't have mattered. It doesn't matter who the SEC team is. If you win the SEC title, you're getting in. So that was one. The, the Texas thing, the fact that you think Texas has a better resume, just because of one win against what you were saying, Joe, a different Alabama team to start the year. Texas didn't beat this Alabama team. I guarantee you this Alabama team beats this Texas team by about 52 points. Yeah. This is not the Alabama Washington team. Texas kick their ass. But, 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 te- yes. but, but Texas has gotten better th- throughout the year too, though. Texas is okay. Texas also plays nobody. Yeah, Texas yeah, plays nobody. nobody. I, well, I, I can't, I, I don't do the schedule argument. I can't, but they're, the they're no, but, but for real, Texas's toughest game this year was Oklahoma and they lost it outside of that Alabama game on the road. The only reason Texas is in this is because they beat Alabama on the road. Well, That's yeah, because, but that goes to that SEC bias. That's the only reason they wanted is because that committee went, yeah, but they beat Alabama on the road. Yeah, of course, because you're not going to put Alabama in and not keep in and then keep Texas out. Because so they, 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 they chose to be in there, to be honest, they chose the backlash over Florida State uh, uh, as opposed to Texas. They did. That's what that's what that's what they did, because you're not going to put Georgia in after they just, you know, got their dicks kicked in by Bama. But they shouldn't fall to six. Like it, it should, it should be Florida State and Georgia in three and four. I think. I don't know how you could say Alabama's a better team. Uh, you can't. But yeah, I don't think you can. Except for the fact that they beat them. I mean, like they won the game, Joe. Georgia didn't lose to Texas. Yeah, but but head to head, head to head, you can't. You're not going to put Georgia. You're not going to watch Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title and then put Georgia in over Alabama. That like that, you can't do that. You can't do that, but yeah. that it's outrageous boys. It's outrageous. And, and I don't, and they're, and it, and they get a pass because it's changing next year. That's it pisses me off. 
they get a pass because it's changing. So the, the attitude on this is, well, if you don't like it, it's going to be different next year. So you don't have to worry about it. And I'm not going to be mad about whatever they do next year because I don't give a shit about the difference between 12 and 13. Right. But to have, cause you're going to be, now you're going to be talking about, does this one loss team that didn't have a very good schedule deserve to get over this two loss team that had a great schedule. We can have that argument all day. Undefeated. You stole Florida state's chance to have exactly what Ohio state. Had. If you're an Ohio state fan, if you're an Ohio state fan and you think what happened to Florida state's okay, you're a hypocrite. You're a sure. hypocrite. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think there's, I don't know anybody in the country who is, who is not upset that Florida state didn't get in. I, I, I don't, oh, I don't man. know. I don't know how you can be. You can't possibly, you can't possibly justify except for anybody at ESPN. You cannot possibly justify keeping Florida state out of this, regardless, regardless of your thoughts on Alabama. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Florida state, not going to get a chance to play 13, 13 and 0. Ugh. Yeah, and, and this I, I, bullshit it's, like it's, uh, oh, oh, this bullshit they, of this bullshit of like oh yeah oh, well the Florida State you would have gotten beaten anyway you have, you don't know that maybe maybe they would have but you don't know that they earned the right to play for the national championship they earned the right to go compete for it you beat two SEC teams on the road the ACC was six and four against the SEC this yeah, year well look at LSU LSU is number thirteen on this list you know who they lost to at home yeah Florida State. They, Florida State beat the piss out of them too. And 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 why does defense not matter? Because you could sit there and talk about how ugly that game was against Louisville, and it was ugly. But you know what Louisville didn't do? Score any fucking points. Right. Yep. They scored no fucking look at that's the number 15 team in the country, right there, according to the bowl projections. You know what they didn't do in that game against Florida State? They didn't score any fucking points. Right. They right. scored minimal fucking points. So right. Florida State's defense which has been all year long, one of the best defenses in the country, easily, easily. They don't have the chance to play for a national title because defense doesn't matter. Defense doesn't matter. That does nothing for you. Right. All you got to do is go out there and score a bunch of points and you're in. It's outrageous. This, this yeah. is outrageous. This is outrageous. And it's, it's, it's the same problem that we have in every facet of life. It's crusty old dudes making fucking decisions. Why do we let crusty old dudes make every decision? That's it's, it's the say it's the story of life. Every room is just filled with crusty old dudes that make bad decisions, right? These guys should be fucking ashamed of themselves. They should be fucking ashamed of themselves and they deserve to be called out by everybody, right? They deserve to be called out by every single person. And, and they deserve to get like, these are the guys they deserve to get yelled at when they see when they're seen places. They deserve to get harassed, not not like in like a like a criminal way. <laughs> Careful, but Careful. no, not no, you know, you know. But they deserve they deserve to hear all the shit from people out on the streets. They deserve to hear all the crap because this this is all I keep thinking about is that kid that's been at Florida State for four years. Yeah, busting his ass, working his ass off. He gets onto a team that goes 13 and 0 through incredible more adversity than Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama have faced all season. Right. They go 13 and 0. They win their conference. He's getting excited to go play in the playoff. He's earned every bit of it. And here's these crusty old rich dudes in a room that go, well, yeah, but like Alabama would make us more money. Yeah. 
That's what it is. That's what happened. Make no mistake about it. Right. They, you have no integrity. I, I, I wish I could have them in a room and I would tell them all to their faces. Zero integrity. Right. No integrity. You are rich little bitch boys. You have no integrity. You deserve nothing. Right. You deserve nothing. I hope you get no presents for Christmas. That's what I hope. I <laughs> yeah. hope you get... I hope you goal. get nothing. I hope somebody shits in your shoes. That's yeah. what I hope you're I hope you get several <laughs> paper cuts underneath your fingernails. Oh, I don't even like I don't mm. even like Florida State. Yeah. I don't, but th- what happened to them? And I'll be honest with you, when the first when it first came out, I called it. I called it. I went, they're not going to put Florida State in over Alabama and they're going to use the quarterback as an excuse. And I I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, the quarterback. Uh, uh, the more it has set in with me, the more pissed off I'm getting. Like yeah. I mean, you and I both called it too, because I tweeted out. I said the right thing to do would be, <clears throat> would be, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Florida State. Yeah. And uh, but but the committee has never been known to do the right thing. So. <laughs> oh, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, boys, just for fun. Okay. While this graphic is up on the screen, uh, next year starts the fix to all of this. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. I hate that what happened this year is going to get swept under the rug because of what's going to happen next year. Right. But what is going to happen next year is going to fix this entire situation because of us, instead of us sitting here tonight, talking about who should have been in Florida state or Alabama or Florida state or Texas next year. It's, Oh my God. Do you believe Oklahoma got in over LSU? And it's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Sure. Fine. Uh, Should Arizona have made it? Uh, uh, Okay. But I do want to talk about it. So here's the way this thing would look if it was next year. I would have loved it, yeah. but here's Ohio the way State, it would work. Penn State rematch at the at the shoe, baby. So the one and four, one through four would have buys. Michigan, right. Washington, Texas, Alabama, they all get a buy, and it would have been Florida, Oklahoma at Florida State, right? Uh, Ole Miss at Georgia, yep. Penn State at Ohio State, a rematch of that game that Ohio State dominated, and Missouri. First of all, where the hell did Missouri come from? Uh, they came up uh, from the SEC. They're down there in Columbia, Missouri, Mike. They uh, they did play they, at the University of Missouri. That's where they are. See any? I like. I don't remember hearing anything about Missouri no. all football season long. I watched the Georgia the radar. I did. I watched the Georgia game, but I'm also a psycho college football fan. Uh, no, <laughs> but, but like, for it to be the number, for it to be the number uh, nine, nine team in the country, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I do want to show you guys a video. It's going to come up on my phone. Did you guys see what their coach said? <laughs> yeah, about Connor Stallions. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I want to play it for you. Uh, nine team. Oh, no. What's I happening? No idea. That's us. Hold on. I want this to play. I'm. We're, I, I, this is probably bad uh, podcasting, but I don't know if it's going to come up. Oh, there it is. Phone call. Connor Stallions beeping in right here. I'm trying to get <laughs> so I gotta go. Uh, but but as soon as we get done, you know, look forward to competing against Ryan Day, and and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing an interview with the guys on ESPN yeah. because Missouri is playing Ohio State in whatever the Who Cares Bowl. Uh, Cotton Bowl. Come on. Who cares? And he he's ending his interview. He goes, oh, hold on, boys. I'm getting a call from Connor Stallions, like making a joke about the sign stealing at Michigan because he's playing Ohio State. Outrageous. Very the funny. Bowl? The what? The Pop-Tart Bowl? Nope. The winner. Uh, this is so gimmicky but so st- and so stupid, but it's kind of fun, I guess. 
the Pop-Tart Bowl, the mascot is going to be uh, edible. And the winner of the bowl is going to be able to take bites out of the mascot. Mm. <laughs> I hope she's hot. Yeah. That's going to go so wrong. That's going to be plastered everywhere. Girl, you brown sugar and cinnamon motherfucker, get over here. <laughs> oh, God. What? All right. What flavor would you want it to be? Go. Yeah, brown sugar and cinnamon. That's the yeah. only answer with Pop-Tarts. Yeah. I hope it's a warm day, too. Brown sugar and cinnamon. <laughs> you know? Oh, right? <laughs> brown <laughs> sugar and cinnamon is an excellent flavor. Uh, but my my fa- my personal favorite is always and will always be s'mores. Okay, there you go. That's an excellent one, B. Yeah. Delightful. I think that's the only other one you could put up in that tier, that top tier of, I mean, strawberry classic, but like s'mores, cinnamon sugar, uh, brown sugar, cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, uh, to go back to this, boys, I'm so excited for this for next year because I'm sitting here looking at it going, there's one, two, three, four, there's eight teams on that list that I think could win the national title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if that doesn't tell you that this is the right thing, of course it's the right oh, thing. Who the hell knows? 100%. Maybe nine. Maybe Missouri's a... <laughs> yeah, shit. Nobody's seen him play all year. Maybe right. they're great. I saw I, him I, I don't think Oklahoma could win the national title. I don't, I don't think Ole Miss could, and I don't think Penn State or Missouri no. could. But any any of those... Could Oregon make a run? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could could Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State? God knows we think Florida State could. Could those teams make... A, there are eight teams on that list that could win the national title. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That Oregon team is really good. If you don't run into, into Washington twice, you're in that top four easy. Yes. I am so excited. So excited for this to go to 12 because yeah. uh, what happened this year, uh, doesn't matter, said it from, from YouTube, doesn't matter. FSU got hosed. All Ohio State fans understand this. Yeah, they got hosed. Absolutely terrible. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I, while we are on college football, guys, um, the other interesting thing going on in college football right now, the transfer window is open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boys, this is wild. This is wild. Surge. Wild that opens before comments. bowls, bowl games and playoffs too. Yeah. Like this whole thing is it's going down big time. So Serge just asked in the comments, what was our reaction to McCord? Kyle McCord. Yeah. The starting quarterback for the Ohio state Buckeyes. Yeah announces that he is transferring out of Ohio state uh, along with a couple other players, but obviously the quarterback situation Um, guys, if you had to venture a guess to the backstory behind what has happened here with, with McCord, and again, no inside information here by anybody, but if you had to venture a guess into the backstory here, what, 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 what do you think happened here with Kyle McCord in Ohio state? Look, someone better than you is coming. So you might want to just get the fuck out of here. That's exactly what I said. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had to, I mean, they, they, Ryan day probably has a lot of respect for Kyle and he probably just said, look, there's going to be, we're going after a couple of people in the portal. So, I mean, you're more than welcome to stay and compete, try to compete. Uh, you know, we love you. Uh, you know, and, and we're, we're not saying, we're not saying it's, it's, it's not your job, but we're saying the other competitions coming in. So if you want to leave, I get it, but if not stay and compete, but we got other people coming in. He's rumored to go to NC State. I think it's like the most likely option for him right now. And so they're, I think, what, they're 18 seed this year? Like, they're not a bad team. That's perfect. Um, perfect. But, for him. 
Ohio State needs an upgrade in this position, and and I hope that this results in that. Yeah, whether they get it through the transfer portal, whether they're they got some stud recruit that they got in the wings right now, uh, it's just going to be kind of the nature of being one of the power schools uh, in the nation. And and when you get to this time of year, like you're going to lose the guys that are not going to be able to or want to compete for playing time because they think they're good enough to be the starter and have full you know play every down, play every snap. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah. going to happen. You're going to lose, and you're going to lose a lot of depth guys too. I would imagine. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I said before. I, I was saying to a lot of people at work. I said. I said, look, he's going to be terrific for Boston College. Like he is going to be awesome at uh, at Wake Forest. He seems like the perfect mid tier, like Power Five conference quarterback, like NC State, yeah. like you said, Joey, or or Nebraska. You know, so, something like that. He's a perfect worst. we somewhere where the pressure is off because. Yeah, I mean, it, he it looked like he didn't get rattled in that Michigan game, but at the same time, he wasn't he wasn't very emotional. He seemed down, like even when he was on the bench, right? He the, like there was no rallying your team. He just never seemed like a leader to me. So it, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not you, it's me. So yeah, exactly. I, so I think it's uh, yeah, I I think it's uh, th- like thank you for your service, Kyle. But you know, we need. We need we need a dog in here. We we need we need a dog here in here at that position, and you're just not it. Um, I think I, Chad. I think exactly what you said is exactly what happened. I think they went to him and said, "We're going to find somebody better." Yeah. And and I think you said it in a good way. I think they did it in a respectful fashion. I think Ryan Day respects what what uh, Kyle McCord gave to the Buckeyes this year. Yeah. But I think he went and said, "I we want to give you the heads up." Uh, we are going to, if you want to stay, you could stay. You want to stay, you can stay. You want to compete, you can compete. Yeah. But we're bringing somebody in to compete with you. We're bringing somebody in to compete, to really compete with you. Right. And so, uh, boys, here's the list of just a few of the names that have been rumored. Uh, three of these guys have entered the portal, and then one guy a lot of people are talking about. I don't know if that's uh, a thing that that – is going to happen as far as the transfer is concerned or not. But here are the guys that a lot of people are talking about. And I want to start kind of bottom left there because bottom left is the head or the, the starting quarterback for the Washington state uh, uh, football program. And that's Cameron Ward, Uh, Cameron Ward. uh, I don't know if you saw Ryan Clark. Um, Somebody said something on Twitter after McCord announced he was transferring and said something like what's going on with Ohio state and Ryan Clark immediately responds, uh, the quarterback from Washington state's transferring to Ohio state. <laughs> yeah. And then deletes it. And then yeah. he deletes it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if Ryan Clark has heard some things, uh, as a guy sure. that is a football player and is in the media. Uh, but Cameron Ward is a big time, big time football player, uh, up there at Washington state. And certainly a little bit more of the recent, he fits the recent mold as actually probably all these guys do fits the little bit more of the recent mold of Ohio state quarterback. He's more yeah. of a mobile guy. He can run that kind of, uh, RPO style offense. Uh, he can Got run that option arm. style offense, big, huge arm. Uh, so Cameron Ward, um, may be the favorite in the clubhouse. Yeah. But as we go around this list, uh, top left is Arch Manning. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Arch Manning as a guy that could be on the radar for Ohio State. I don't know that he's announced that he's like not going to be at Texas. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he has. I've heard more. I've heard more Malik Murphy than I have Arch Manning. Malik Murphy is. Uh, 
a candidate from Texas to leave. Yeah. Um, uh, how about top right is uh, Dante Moore. Dante Moore is a Cleveland boy. Dante yeah. Moore is from Cleveland, from the east side of Cleveland. Uh, I think he actually grew up in Elyria on the west side for a little bit before he moved up, I think, to Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but Dante Moore, uh, a guy a lot of these guys are familiar with, a big yeah. arm guy, hasn't had a lot of success in college. Uh, and then down on the left hand or down on the right hand side is Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma's quarterback. So uh, there's some big time names in this transfer yeah. portal. Again, Arch Manning not in the transfer portal right now, but uh, a guy that's been getting rumored. So it seems like the guy that is getting the heaviest words right now with Ohio State is uh, Cameron Ward from yeah. Washington State. I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys think, boys? Well, I don't think Dylan Gabriel is an option because there's a report that came out today is is, is that Oregon's the favorites to land him. So uh, I think, yeah, I, I think Cam Ward is, is the, the heavy favorite. I, I won't believe Arch Manning until I see it, but yeah, I, I think Cam Ward is the guy. He's the guy I want. He's the guy that I, I think fits the mold of Ohio state perfectly. He's the guy that I think that can get Marvin Harrison jr. To stay another year. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would prefer Cam Ward out of all of these guys, uh, Cam Ward, Dante Moore, and then, you know, Malik Murphy. It's only Marvin Harrison saying another year. Yeah. Why, why would he? He why might. He? He's he a might. top three pick. He might. He might. If the right Man. quarterback comes in and he has a chance to compete for a national championship again, he might. As an Ohio State fan, like, would it be cool to watch him play for Ohio State again? Yes, but I'd be disappointed if he announced he's coming back. Man, you are in, you are absolutely the top wide receiver that's going to get taken in this draft. There's nobody close. You're not you are going to be, you're going to be a top draft. What if you bust your knee next year, man? Like, what are hey, you doing? Uh, listen, listen, but NIL has changed that, right? He's got lucrative NIL deals right now. Why go to the NFL? Why go to the NFL to a shitty team where you don't have a chance to win right away? And the, but you're going to be, because you're going to do that next year, but you can still get paid millions to stay at Ohio state and compete for a national championship next year. That's the thing. NIL has changed with college football. It, it, it in the landscape of college football here. Yeah. I, I don't think that applies. I don't think the NIL applies so much to the elite players. He'll make more money in the NFL easily, like easily more money in the NFL uh, from a foot, from a football standpoint, uh, from a winning standpoint. I don't know. But, I don't know. No, but, but also but, like if he gets, if he tears an ACL next year, busts up his knee, he's not getting the first round pick money. Like he could drop down to two, maybe. But or like, late, well, even late first round, even like late if, first round, you're not getting that same yes. signing bonus. But at the same time, not only are you not getting the signing bonus, this is what, like, I, I, this is where you got to talk about this with these guys. Not only might you not get the same contract and signing bonus, not only might you drop in the draft. When you drop in the draft, you also don't get the same deals as far as sponsorships and and shoe yeah. deals and merch deals and. Listen. I don't. I, I. If I was Listen. sitting next to him right now, I'd be like, "Stop! Don't even think about this. You are in the NFL draft. You are probably a top five pick. You're going to get all kinds of money from all kinds of places, not just playing football. You're going to make more money playing football than you're going to make with an NAL, anyways. And you're going to get all this other stuff. This is a no brainer. Get the hell out of here. You're probably good. Hell out of yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're still you're still getting paid to play college football now. Not that you weren't before; it's just legal now. But you're still you're still you're still you're still getting paid to play college it's still, football. It's now. too much to risk. Still, it's too much to risk. I I I don't know. Is it because you're yeah, getting yes? 
You're not getting paid as much. You're not getting paid. Like, I know you can get paid like a million dollars or whatever, but that is not NFL money. That's not NFL money. That's not an NFL top five pick rookie contract money. It's not even close. I realize that. But if you're taking both into account, if you're taking the money and from a football standpoint into account, why wouldn't you stay at college to, to, to win? Another year. Why wouldn't you stay? Because I want to win in the NFL. What are we talking about? How are you going to win in the NFL when you're going to go to a shitty team? You're going to go to a shitty team next year. Okay, sure. So why not stay and have a chance to win a national championship? Because I don't want to bust my knee trying to win a national championship. I want to go try to win Super Bowls. Okay, okay. But yeah, that's living in your fears. All right. That's living, living in, in your my fears. fears. <laughs> living in that's living ifs. in my wallet. That's no, living that's in my li- bank account. Uh, you're romantic. You're romantic, Chad. Okay. What, in what, my if, fears. What, what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't bust his knee and he wins the national uh, championship? Well, so you can't live I'm your life. That. You can't live but your life. What ifs, man? It's a risk, though. That's a risk. Sure. Talk to the, talk to the dudes that have lived that, li- that life. Talk to what's his face from Notre Dame that busted his leg and then never really amounted to anything in the NFL. Talk to him. Oh, oh, okay, but he could go into rookie camp and and he could go into rookie camp and bust his knee and not and play guess in the NFL. Who's got the rookie contract already, which is more than what he made in the NFL or in college football. It's okay. it's a no brainer, Chad. At his level, at his level, it's not a competitive edge thing. It's not a oh, I want to do that. It is a no brainer. You go uh, play in the NFL. To you, to you, it is. To you, it is. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. I don't. Listen, we're, listen, we're this is your... You gotta, is... you gotta actually respond to the comments, Chad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, listen, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying the fact that these guys are getting paid millions in college now, I know it's more in the NFL. I do. I know it's more in the NFL. It's it's there's no question about it. I get it. If and if he goes to the NFL, I'm going to say great. That was probably a smart decision. I'm just saying. I don't know. Getting getting paid as much as you do in college now. I I don't know if I don't know if it's. I'm not in these guys' heads. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe it's a little tougher decision than it than it normally is. Because if he wasn't getting paid now, if it wasn't legal to get paid now, I'd say yes, go to the NFL. But I, you don't know what these guys are thinking. Maybe they do want to stay another year. No, you're right. You're not wrong on that, Chad. There's certainly going to be guys like that. I just think the guys that you're talking about tend to be more maybe late round first pick, late late first round picks, early second round picks, those kind of guys where you're not talking about the number one dude off the board. That's the thing for Marvin Harrison is you are the number one wide receiver off the board right now. And you will be when the draft happens. That is not a guarantee next year because you don't know what's going to happen next year. Take the guarantee. You know, it's going to happen. You take the guarantee. Now, if, if there were three dudes in front of him and he had a passion for Ohio state, that's different, but I just, there's no way he's coming back. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I granted. Okay. Of course, I'm leaning towards, yes, he's probably leaving. I'm just saying there's there might be a chance. There might be. Well, hopefully uh, not. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, all right. Yeah. So listen, uh, lots going on in college football. Uh, the college football playoffs uh, have been am- announced. The bowl game, man, the bowl game schedule is so bad. I, like, I don't know. I kind of. 
I kind of hope the bowl games just eventually disappear at some point. <laughs> like, I have no desire. Like, I'm looking at the bowl schedule, and I'm like, I don't, there's not a lot of these games that I care to watch. Yeah. And I mean, you might, I, Chad, you might be a fanatic, and there's some of these games that you, you've got to be looking at going, who the hell is going to watch this? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I know for the most part I do. I, I'm just, again, like I I'm, I'm overboard in my college fandom. I like when you'll find me on Saturdays and I don't give a shit, whether it's the, the, the big 10, the sec or the, the fucking FCS or mountain West. Well, you like, know, I'm, you're a big BYU fan. Like I'm checking the, like I'm checking the score app <laughs> and like, I'm checking the score app and whatever the closest game is, that's what, that's what I'm flipping to. Like, like I just, I just, I, I, I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I'll watch it, but you know, not a lot of pe- other people will. <laughs> oh, I know. And I know it's like for me in my house, it's a good thing to just have on the TV as the games go. Like they just, it's just kind of on, but I'm not really paying attention, but man, I'm looking at some of these games and I'm going, Oh, the six and six, who cares versus the six and six. Who the fuck cares? Oh my God. These games are brutal. Yeah. Liberty's uh, playing Oregon. So that's good. Well, I do love that game. I love that they give the top group of five conference uh, New Year's Eve game. I love that. That, I think, is a great idea. I think they should always do that. Uh, But, yeah. Anyways, let's get off of college football, and let's move on. Uh, Listen, we're only going to talk Browns, and then we're going to wrap up because we're already at 10-10, and, man, the the way this show flies is wild. But uh, before we talk Browns, let's go into our little segment that we like to do in the middle of the show, or uh, in this case, kind of the end of the show, (laughs) called our Asshole of the Week. Uh, So we're going to throw it around. And we're going to talk about just somebody that deserves to be called out for being an asshole this week. And I'm going to start us off because my asshole of the week is right along with what we're talking about with college football. I think he's been the asshole of the week before. He's certainly going to be the asshole of the week this week. Dion fucking Sanders is my <laughs> asshole of the week. The more I was real excited about Dion Sanders. I like Dion Sanders. I loved him at uh, when he was coaching at an HBCU. I thought he was so good for that program and he made them relevant. And what was that Jackson state? Uh, I, I've never disliked a coach. Well, no, that's not true. I, I will always dislike uh, what's his nuts from Clemson. Uh, Dabo uh, will always Dabo. be my least favorite, but man, I dislike Dion for uh, the way he has acted at Colorado. I cannot stand this guy. And so what did he do this week to be named the asshole of the week? Well, it just happened recently. Mark my words, I promise you the Colorado Buffalo will be in the college football playoff next year. The fuck are you talking about? Your, your team you sucked about? this year. Not even close. Your team, your team sucked this year. You got beat. You got your asses beat hard by everybody. By everybody. And not only did you do that, but you made an asshole out of yourself at your program. Your players hated you. You walked in and said, oh, well, if the offensive line, oh, if you're not protecting my son well enough, I'm just going to find somebody to replace you. What a dick thing to say to kids playing college football. Nah, Dion, Dion promised the Colorado was going to be in the playoff next year. What an asshole. What an asshole. What an asshole. Uh, that's my asshole of the week. Uh, who, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit who wants to go next. Dion worked me up. He worked me up. Mine's easy. Purple. Bring my mattress upstairs. I want to sleep <laughs> on my new bed. You all suck, dude. Like, the mattresses are so expensive. They did like refund us a little bit for the inconvenience, but like, it's, I'm, I'm, bring my 
mattress upstairs. I don't want to sleep on my rock. I thought you were just talking about the color. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I love the color purple. It's great. It's, you know, purple. High school colors. Able what an game. asshole. No. Company. The company purple and their third party <laughs> vendors are moving people. Carry, carry people's mattresses. What are we doing? Yes, please. Please do. All right, Chad, wind us up with asshole of the week here. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go with the committee. Uh, and we already all uh, know why. Yeah. So, yep. The committee. <laughs> You know what? Uh, Purple and Deion Sanders can be secondary assholes of the week because absolutely the <laughs> asshole of the week this week is the committee. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, mine's still more relevant to me as a, as a person. <laughs> I'm still with Purple on that one. Um, you guys can vote to the committee. All right, boys. Before we get out of here, let's talk about the Cleveland. Chad, I know we were going to do something with commercials, but we're, we don't have time for all that. So. Uh, let's finish right. up with some Cleveland Browns talk. Let's do our cheers of the week. Ugh, and let's get out. I'd here. rather do the commercials. Not listen. Okay. No, that's uh, exciting time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Of of all the things that I can be negative about, and I was negative about the Guardians, and negative about the committee, and negative about Kyle McCord, and negative about this. I don't really feel all that negative about the Browns. They're on I've a never two-game felt so losing good streak. after a loss. They're on a two-game so losing streak. I told you guys last week that I think I thought this Rams game was the toughest game they had left on the schedule because the Rams are playing good football right now and they are playing good football and the Browns that final score to that game is so misleading to what that game was. If it wasn't and Joe Flacco, we'll talk about Joe Flacco, but if it wasn't for his moment of Flacco-ness where he just lofted a ball down the field completely inaccurately and it got picked off. Remember that when that interception by John Johnson happened in this game, the Browns had the ball trying to drive down the field to take the lead late in the game, mm-hmm. right? Like th- this game was not a blowout until that play happened. And then the Rams kind of ran away with this game. Um, defensively, they didn't pay- play great. Joe Flacco showed a lot of promise, at least, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say about a 900 year old quarterback, but he showed that he could go out there and play um, I'm with you. I they're seven and five, and I still feel pretty damn optimistic about the Browns. And that's uh, really weird. Yeah. Totally I mean, look, weird. you're 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 in a wild card spot still. Uh, Joe Flacco. I mean, you, you have Joe Flacco or you have PJ Walker. <laughs> you know, those are your options right now. DTR. I don't know if DTR gets to start if he gets healthy. I think Joe Flacco played right into the starting role of this Browns team. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was accurate, minus that throw to John Johnson. Um, well, I mean, but, he's spot on with that. Oh, he's spot on to that, yeah. <laughs> but for a dude that hadn't played a game in a year plus, <laughs> I mean, there was barely any rest to shake off on him. Like, he was confident. He was poised. Again, he was accurate. He had some zip on the ball. Um, he was making a lot of the right decisions uh, going through his reads. Like, there's not a lot to complain about. And, like, you don't have Nick Chubb. You have Amari Cooper that's – it's gotten somewhat injured in the past two games. I know he's in concussion protocol right now, but he had the, was it the wrist or rib thing uh, two weeks ago? Uh, you know, you need somebody that's going to come in and spark this offense. And I think he's your answer. You also, on the other side of the ball, you have a defense that is not the defense it was the first half of the season. You have a torn up Miles Garrett. No Denzel Ward is a huge gap, a huge, huge gap in the second to Garrett. I mean, it's just, we haven't seen anything you know, nearly as impactful as when Denzel Ward went down uh, to this defense. And so you need this offense to play like a playoff caliber offense. 
uh, now. Period. It's it, yeah. It's getting to the point where I just I I'm 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 starting not to care, guys. Like I I <laughs> I thought Joe did play well. I thought Flacco did play well. Which by the way was really fucking weird to have to root for Joe Flacco uh, <laughs> in a Browns uniform. That was really fucking weird. I, I'm just I'm just starting to get to the point now where I I just I don't care because it's just it's it's fuck it's just so exhausting being a Browns fan it is so goddamn exhausting I mean whether it's the argument with Flacco or you know back to the practice squad and DTR and then this defense being torn up it's just it's always something with this football team I just I I just I've never in I've never not enjoyed a, a, a seven and five team so much like do I think they can win the next couple of games yeah but I, I don't I don't know what's ahead. Like is, is Denzel Ward coming back? Great. But then I'd feel a little bit better about it. I, I just, but I will say, I agree with you. Flacco did play well. And I hope he gets, I hope he's the starter going forward because if you're trying to get to where you want to go, I, I think he needs to be in there because that's the best the offense has looked in a long time. It's, it's, it's the best the offense has looked. So I think he needs to be the starter going forward. You don't want to waste this season. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Joe Flacco should be the starter. And, and and on the other side, this was the first time, you know, despite all the injuries, this was the first time the defense uh, looked a little human. I, I thought Sean McVay just outcoached the shit out of Jim Schwartz, just tricked the shit out of this Jim Schwartz defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. And, 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 you know, he, he, he made this defense look silly. So I, I Those just goddamn end arounds. That was goddamn end around. So Chad, yeah. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think this is the most fun the Browns have been all season. I, I think after 100%. the I, look, you're looking at the schedule now. Like now you're not looking at individual games. You're looking at what we have left as a holistic picture. You have three minimum wins in that picture. With, this, with DTR as starting quarterback, you do. You have three wins in that picture. You are gearing up for the playoffs at this point this is the time to get invested and excited about it. Like it's it. I'm not going to say it's a lot because a lot of weird things happen in the NFL and you don't want to say that too early, but like there's a lot of good things in the Browns favor over the next six weeks. It's it, this is the time where it's fun. Figure out I how to Browns, out once with Joe Flacco. I think the Browns have, uh, again, I think you need three wins to get into the playoffs. Three. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to you guys. I think the Browns have a better shot at five wins than two wins. I think the Browns yeah. have a better shot to win out than they have at two wins. A hundred percent. I look at this schedule. Look mm-hmm. at this game this week. First of all, the Browns are great at home. The Jaguars are great on the road, but you are probably not going to see Trevor Lawrence in this game. And you're not going to see Christian Kirk in this game. And so now you've got two teams on an even playing field, two teams that are hurt. And I will take the Browns at home injured over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then you got the Bears at home. I will take any version of the Browns over the Bears. I know that hurts your feelings, Chad, but I'm sorry. I will take any version of the Browns over the Bears. Then you got the Texans. That's the game that I think people, I, I think this Cleveland Browns defense eats against the Texans, especially when they lost their their real stud wide receiver was Tank Dell this year, and he is out. That's tough. Yeah, and that that's sucks. Not and I, yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, it's yes, not. it is. 
CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud's not going to tear up. Tank, Tank Dell, Tank Dell was injured, was out three or four games, and CJ Stroud did not fall off. CJ Stroud is not going to tear up the Browns. He is. It's not going to happen. He is not going to tear up the Browns. I think that game that obviously I think that's probably the toughest game left on the schedule, but I still think that's more. I think they're more likely to win that game than not the jets. uh, Please God, let Aaron Rodgers and his stupid Achilles come back and end his career in that game, because that's what will happen if he tries to play and the Bengals. I know how they looked against Jacksonville. Nah, I, I think the Browns are much more likely to win five games than two. I think there is still easily 10 wins on this, on this schedule. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll feel better after Sunday. I, I but I just this 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 seven and five has felt like such a fucking like just stomping through mud. This has just felt like stomping through mud for me. They are stomping through mud, Chad. And, that, and but just, that's the thing they're, they're doing it. They're like the mud. They're not sinking in the mud. That's the difference. They're not sinking in the mud. They're stomping through the mud. Okay. Yeah, they've lost a couple. They've lost a couple games on the road. At, uh, with a lot of extenuating circumstances, sure. a lot, of, a lot sure. of extenuating. Would this game have looked different if Amari Cooper didn't go out? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that have happened over these last two weeks. They've lost two games in a row. Kevin Stefanski does not lose three games in a row. Uh, I'm, man, I, 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 I'm with Joey. I'm with Joe. I'll sure. let you keep going, Chad. I'll let you keep going, Ch- and Joe. But like, no, no, keep I feel. Going. I feel really good about this Cleveland Browns team moving forward. And, and I think I only continue to feel better about them. And and frankly, it doesn't matter for me, whether it's Joe Flacco or DTR doesn't matter. Good. Good. No, uh, it matters. It matters to me. I don't know. DTR is the guy. Man, remember uh, how DTR looked D- We They win that Denver game. If DTR doesn't go down. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, they 100%. do, but Joe Flacco was different than DTR. You, yes, you he, was very, he was very, very different. Very different. DTR. Very, 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 different. very efficient, very decisive, very accurate. But different in different ways. Uh, I think the run game is certainly more plausible with DTR. I think the way that they yeah. want to run the offense, I think the way they want to call an offensive scheme is DTR and not Joe Flacco. I listen, don't get but me how wrong. How much better did the offense look with Joe Flacco than it ever did at any much point better. DTR was there? Much don't, like maybe maybe they uh, don't want to be calling that offense with DTR. Maybe they really want to be calling I don't know. They're uh, again look there. look when DTR was rolling against Denver. They look great. They look great. Yeah. Mm. Again, I don't I don't want to DTR. I really like that guy. I I and I, I don't want to do not Joe Flacco. Again, I I'm think good with either one of them. I think DTR has potential, but the way Flacco pushed the ball up the field, I think that's the way the Brown that's that's the that's the best the Browns offense has looked in a while. I I, I don't I don't see I, I I don't see a way you can move forward with DTR if you want to get to where you want to go. If this was a team that was out of the playoff hunt, yeah, sure, let DTR try to grow and develop. Listen, Chad, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's all butterflies. Uh, this team's got to get this week. It has to start with CJ Bethard. And sure. I know, I know Kevin Ridley's still out there, but he's Kevin Ridley. They would make you think that he's having a phenomenal year. He's not. They just lost no. their number one wide receiver. Christian Kirk was their top wide receiver. Uh, and he's out. 
so he's gone. Trevor Lawrence, again, if they play Trevor Lawrence with a leg injury, even if it's a high ankle sprain, okay. But he's not going to be nearly 100% if he plays on a short week with an injury that kept him out of this game against Baltimore. Uh, that deep, Don't get me wrong, Chad. The defense got to get back on track because I agree with you. I think Sean Payton now coached Jim Schwartz. And Doug Peterson is no slouch whatsoever at coaching offense. So I don't want to see Doug Peterson out coaching, out coaching Jim Schwartz. Uh, and and the, they got to get over Miles Garrett not feeling 100%. And they got to get past not having not having Denzel is such a fucking big deal. Yeah. That we oh, don't yeah. talk about enough, but it's such a big deal. Wow. Uh, but regardless of that, this defense has to get back on track. But I, I feel pretty comfortable that they do that this week. Like, I sure. feel... I, I feel pretty, I would, I'm going to tell you this. I would have picked Joe Flacco or DTR and the Cleveland Browns to beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Sure. Uh, listen, I would yeah, pick them if Trevor Lawrence was starting. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like CJ Bethard is going to beat the Browns. I I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like that. I don't know. It's just, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just, lately I just don't know what I'm going to get from this Browns team. I, I just, I don't. So I'm just, but if I have to pick something, I'll say, you know, Browns 20 Jaguars 16. Like that's, that's what I'm going to say. All right. We're doing picks chat or Joe. Why don't you yeah. give a pick? Uh, I'm going to go 28, 10 Browns. I think it's going to be a massive one. Um, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be, <laughs> I would love it. Oh, it would be so great guys. Listen, everybody, if you're watching this or listening, Imagine if it was 28 to 10. Holy fuck, would this be a great week? I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be that. Yeah, it's supposed to be It's supposed to be like 30 to 40 mile an hour winds and rain. Uh, oh, and I, th- I, I think that plays exactly into the Browns' hand right now. Because, because I do think if it's Joe Flacco versus uh, C.J. Beathard, Joe Flacco knows how to play in that weather. He yeah, knows oh, how to 100%. play in that. Uh, so I know Bethard was an Iowa quarterback, so I guess he kind of does too, but nah, Joe Flacco, hundred percent, uh, gives the advantage. I think it's more of like a 17 to 13 game. He was an but Iowa I, quarterback like 30 years ago. I think it's like a 17 to 13 game, but I think it's more tilted towards the Browns than what the final score thinks. Like, I, I think it's like, I think maybe Jacksonville scores like a late, score to make it 13 but i think the browns control this game that's what i think uh so yeah listen uh it would be the my tone chad might change a little bit if if the browns come out and lose to cj bethard and the jacksonville jaguars and again there's it's not official uh they're saying uh, trevor lawrence could still play and they're in an interesting spot and jacksonville has been the best road team in the nfl this year they are undefeated on the road but if they go out and lose to CJ Beathard uh, and the Jaguars this week, then maybe my tone's going to change on this season. And maybe my tone's going to change on the end of the season. But uh, as of right now, I feel very optimistic. Again, sure. I think, I think, I think, I don't think there's any reason that this team can't get four more wins this year. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, certainly those, certainly the rest of the games are winnable. And I've talked about it. You know, I've talked about it in shows past too. It's just, I don't know. It's just not fun. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. 
Maybe that's it. I maybe don't, I don't like to. Maybe I don't want to watch this just the grind anymore. I would just love to be able to dominate a game again. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be able to dominate a game. Oh, again. Maybe that's that, Chad. I'll agree yeah. with you on that. I, like I'm having fun with this team, but I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And 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 the juxtaposition of where we were. It, remember how we felt after <laughs> the Browns beat the Ravens. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson looked so good and was was almost damn perfect in that second half. Right. And the team was coming together and every and and Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward and everybody's Greg Newsom had his first interception. It was a pick six. And we were all feeling so good about this team. And then we get that news that Deshaun Watson's yeah. out for the year. Yeah, maybe that's it. I maybe it. I, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'll, let, let me get re-energized Sunday. Come on, Browns. Let me get re-energized. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, there's been fun. a lot. There's been a lot of dick kicks this year, Chad. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been kicked in the dick a lot by this Cleveland Brown season, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, but I'm I'm still feeling pretty good about it. I'm still feeling good. Let's get Chad energized, Browns. Let's That's go. the goal this weekend. Let's go. I don't give a shit about anything else. Get Chad back <laughs> into the Browns. Fuck it. Let's go. Fuck <laughs> it. We'll do it live. All right. Listen, we're gonna wrap up. It's ten thirty. We're gonna wrap up. The last thing we're gonna do. Uh, is we're going to do our three cheers of the week. We always like to end on a positive note. So let's just reverse it. Chad, uh, why don't you start us off? What's your cheer of the week this week? I'm going to give my cheers to Jordan Travis. Uh, I, I just thought, uh, I, I just thought just what a class act. I mean, he, he was, you know, he, he sent out a statement on his Twitter, a notes app thing. He's always, it's, that's a big thing you do now when you make statements, you notes app it and then you post you it. Know- <laughs> Official letterhead. Uh, yeah, official letterhead. <laughs> uh, I, like you just said, you know, he's like, I'm devastated. I'm heartbroken. And he was like, you know, he, he said, I wish I would have broke my leg earlier so you could see this yeah. team was much more than just a quarterback. I, I mean, I just thought that was a real classy, like class act type of type of thing to 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 do for his team and his and his school. And so, yeah, I just, you know, it just goes to you, Jordan Travis. Did we mention that the uh, committee is the asshole of the week? Yeah, we did. All we right, did. good, 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 good. Uh, Joe, what about you? Cheer of the week. Uh, I'm going to cheers my wife. She put together a phenomenal. No, 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 no. Pick something else. Why? Because you're, no, you're stealing something. That's what I had. Uh, okay. What? Huh? <laughs> well, um, you're not allowed to call out that for yourself. I'm no. going to cheers Stephen vote for getting the first overall pick in guardians history <laughs> and his first 10 days on the job. Let's go. Congratulations, Stephen Vogt. So good luck with your pick, sir. I'm so confused. Stephen Vogt. Let's go, chat. Jeez, Joe. What a selfish thing you were about to do. Selfish. My cheer of the week. And this is what Joe was about to just like. He was like, oh, I cheer my wife, but it's also for me. Don't do that. What? My cheer, my cheer of the week, and the show's cheer of the week officially goes out to Joe. Joey Whalen's 30th birthday happened this last weekend. He, he's, joined, he's joined the 30 party. Hey, where, right. where at least one of the other one of us are still living. That's me. That's me. Yeah, uh, you're so on your way out, but it's, yeah. I am on my way out. Joey has joined the 30 party. Uh, and I want to give you cheers for uh, what looked like a very fun weekend. Cheers to your wife. Maddie for putting on a fun weekend. <laughs> nice. Cheers to your friends that celebrated with you. We wish we could have been down there with you too, but uh with this happy- place called Pud Shack, sick. Uh it's, freak. it's an indoor mini golf putt putt place, bar, the whole nine, but it's super like technology driven. 
And so it tracks your ball like as you're walking through the course and there's like screens at every hole that says like your score and stuff. Huh. You put into like like a Connect Four game, you put in like beer pong, like a roulette wheel, like it's it's fucking sweet. Yeah, very yeah, cool. yeah. We went to a place very similar in New York. It was called Swingers, and it was awesome. Yeah, oh, that it, sounds very different, actually. It it does, but it's not <laughs> what you think. If if you have money and your Cleveland doesn't have a place like this yet, but I'm telling you what, if you have money and you want a business venture, this will just make you money hand over fist. Yes, like, free money, uh, free money. It's, make a bar and a sweet putt putt course that's inside. And it's a place where everybody wants to go men and women and urban and rural. It's a place that everybody wants to go. It's a great time. Uh, If you want to make a, just a buttload of money. Nothing better than being on hole three of a mini golf course and someone coming over and saying, what can I get you to drink? It's like, okay. Since you asked a tab. Oh, 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 muted himself. Okay. Uh, he muted himself. There he is. Hey. Am I back? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, there you are. I don't I bumped to the table and it was like, oh, your mic. Oh, yeah. My cord does that too. Very temperamental. All right. So those are our cheers of the week. Again, the official cheers goes to you, Joe. Chad, um, are you going to give the official Garage Beers happy birthday song to Joe? What? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about putting him on the spot. Happy birthday to you. Ooh. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> Happy birthday. Mike's muted again. Mike's muted again. That's that's a great literal note to end on right there. Uh, wow. Hey, all right. I made it. I'm back. All right. <laughs> uh, Serge thinks things got weirdly erotic. I, weirdly, we can have a discussion about, but erotic. Sounds like, sure. sounds like it moved a little for Serge, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Episode 191 of Garage Beers in the books. Uh, we had a great time. A great time. This episode, or these episodes, always just fly by. Uh, so uh, if you uh, joined us live here tonight, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to the OBR for hosting us always Shout out to the OBR. Make sure you're subscribed to everything OBR at theobr.com and on the socials at the OBR everywhere. Make sure you're subscribed to that and make sure you are following us on all the uh, socials as well at the garage beers on uh, TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all that where we've got all kinds of fun stuff going on. Uh, And again, our big thank you this week goes out to all of you that joined us here live tonight and jumped in the comments and to all of you that are going to listen or watch on demand Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. We love you guys, and we love that you hang out with us and drink beer with us and talk sports and have a good time. So we really appreciate you guys. That's going to do it for episode 191 for Joey down in Nashville, Tennessee. For Chad over on the east side of Cleveland, I am Michael Keefe, and we will see you next week. Until then, cheers, everybody.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.